I lived my life in parties, drugs, and sex until I met Jesus, who changed my life and brought true fulfillment. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers and a real God. And we've been talking about how someone's bad childhood can sometimes lead to a path of life that may be more destructive to that one's life. Now, before we continue, listener discretion is advised, as some of the things we'll be talking about are for mature audiences only. Now, we've been interviewing Juan Ayala, on our last show, and he had a lot of turmoil in his life growing up through being a victim of molestation and other dysfunctional patterns in his family. He told us of how he got molested by his uncle, and his parents didn't know, he didn't know what to do with it, and he talked about how he turned to drugs to cope with the pain in his life. He talked about how his dad introduced him to drugs, but then it spiraled out of control as he got older, he got into meth, he got into all types of different drugs like tabs, and what happened was He lived a life in and out of prison. Now, this one time when he was 15, he was charged as an adult, and unfortunately, his cellmate raped him. And despite all that trauma, when he got out, he would still be selling drugs. He told us that he engaged in sometimes bisexual sex, group sex, especially with the methamphetamines because it really awakened that part in him and that same-sex attraction again. So today, he's going to share that he had an encounter with Jesus Christ that changed it all. Juan, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Juan, I mean, thanks again for coming back to the show. In our last show, you were mentioning that drugs made you and others more open to doing things like unusual sexual encounters. Why do you think that is, specifically with methamphetamines? Well, speaking for myself, I think that it is a drug that a large percent of people use to feel that stimulation. Right, because I understand with methamphetamines, right, it makes you like awake for like hours, like you're not going to sleep. It's like a super stimulant, right? Right. That's part of it too. Definitely it does do that. But what I think that it does is that it makes straight men, if they don't participate in same sex attraction, it definitely makes even straight men want to have sex It's just my opinion. I think that it's a stimulant for sex. Wow. So that's how it expressed in your life. Now, I understand you had a near-death experience that changed your life. Tell us about how you nearly died from someone trying to kill you. Well, I was selling. I was making a drug sale. I was robbed, uh, stabbed, beaten, a knife to the juggler, but they didn't get it. They missed it. Even though I have a scar on my neck, they missed it. And so I survived. I was air flighted to the nearest hospital after laying there overnight. Wow. But in my coma, because I was in a coma for three days, I was actually falling into an abyss of darkness. Oh, my gosh. I was all alone. And I felt like I was skydiving into a bottomless pit. I mean, it was just pitch black. There was nothing. I didn't really understand what was going on until years later. But all of a sudden, a soft slowdown to a stop. And the direction changed. Really? Yeah, I began to fly like Superman, like a Superman, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was towards up, and I looked up and noticed the light. 
and it was just bright light. And, you know, it was like the only thing that I could see was that light. Oh. It was sparkling. And I realized that I was flying towards it soon after, you know, it just opened up. And I realized that that light kind of enveloped me and it was kind of foggy, but I woke up in the hospital. Wow. So I didn't really understand what was happening with that experience. But one thing that I can say today from that experience is that it was noticeable. You know, my mom and other people for months after that were asking me, was I okay? Mm -hmm. Because now I can say today, and I realized it a year later, and that happened in 2007, but I realized that God had did something inside of me that was beyond my control. Like mm -hmm. I stopped addressing women a certain way. I stopped acting a certain way. But I was revocated at that time because I had a little bit of methamphetamines in my change pocket. Mm -hmm. And at the time when all this happened, I was on parole. And so that revocated me. Within a couple of weeks, I was already back in the county jail and was already on my way back to prison. Mm -hmm. But it took some time for me to realize that if I turned away from God, that I was going to be separating myself and just going into this bottomless pit, this abyss, this uh, emptiness, uh, this void. Interesting. And so that for years was what motivated me to seek out God because I didn't understand the principles. I didn't understand or right. know what the commandments were. And I didn't know them things. And that right there is what kind of pushed me towards looking at my life. And I understand that later on in life, in prison, you accepted Christ as your Savior. Is that correct? That's true. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. That's amazing. So you received Christ and you started going to church. What happened to all the drug use? Because honestly, people receive Christ, right? And people would say, well, you know, he'll never change. That's what the whole world would say. Maybe science maybe would say that. However, what happened to you? What happened to the drug use in your life? How did you get free from that through faith in Christ? You know, it was supernatural. So logically, I didn't have freedom. I was behind the fence. And so I had some dry time, if you will, mm -hmm. to get off of the things that are readily available on the street. So I had some dry time, but the taste was taken away. The desire was oh. taken away. I believe that it was a supernatural thing. Right. In my maturity at the time, I realized that I didn't want that no more. Wow. It wasn't worth the consequence. I praise God today that I go full circle Whenever someone offers me drugs, even today on the street, oh. I actually, uh, okay, so I'm going to be completely transparent. I think everyone that is an ex-addict or has been delivered, I think that initially you consider it, you think about it for a moment, mm -hmm. you know, you think like, oh, you know, and then you feel it, but I go 360 degrees on it and just realize that it's not worth me being separated from my wife. It's not worth me being separated from my family right. or my freedom. I don't want to stand in lines anymore. Right. I just, I don't want to, you know. You want to go through all that anymore. Now, Juan, let me ask you a question. What about the sexual morality? Did you ever still want to do that after coming to know Christ? Like, how did he set you free from all the same sex traction and all that stuff? Well, almost the same answer. I mean, the same thing is that the enemy reminds me often of the feelings that the drugs gave me. Mm. And I believe that I have to walk out my deliverance every single day. Right. And anybody that has been a homosexual or bisexual or living in sin in any kind of way, like we have to cancel out those appointments because of those. I'm still walking out my deliverance every day. I have to mm. cancel those appointments on a daily basis. Mm. I think to be completely honest with you, I have accountability people. My wife is one of them. Right. My pastor is one of them. Like I have friends. Awesome. We have a common denominator where we were a homosexual or bisexual. 
there's a class that I've been involved with here in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. I actually did a 12-month class, and it's like to help curb sexual addiction and stuff. And so, like, the more people like yourself that know about my problem, the freer that I am. Because if I keep it to myself and then I hide it, then I'm liable to repeat it and go into that old behavior again. Right. Of course, one, and that's awesome. And I understand God healed you from your past of the molestation. And, you know, you're still walking that freedom out, which is awesome. And man, the way you talk about it, this is going to help someone else who's gone through trauma from their past to the present. So again, thanks so much for being brave and sharing with us, Juan. God bless you, brother. Amen. Thank you. Hang on there. I want to share with you more about this after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it is amazing how Juan was able to overcome so much in his life. And he was able to really overcome so much that was placed into his life from like, what, rape, environment, drugs, etc.? To me, that's like too much, right? But is this real? Is faith in Christ like some magical pill that you can take and things just automatically become better? Well, there is something magical about it because it is a power from on high that you cannot see. It is something you can experience though, and we are all called to do so. But as you can hear, you are seeing and hearing years of deliverance that happen for one. And you're finding out that there is help from heaven to help people to overcome these pasts. But how does it work? It is written in ancient scriptures in Philippians 3.12-14. through 14, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold on that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You see, the Christian life is not a stagnant life. As you heard on our last show, the Christian life is like a new river that courses into our lives. If we allow the river of heaven to flow in us through Jesus Christ is when that happens. But it isn't about becoming a perfect person. It is a continual flow that overtakes and overlaps the old flow of life. Let me explain. We do have a part in this, but it isn't like self-help. You see, self-help is pulling from within yourself as the source of power. However, the Christian life pulls from heaven, but we have a part in it, which is to allow that river to flow by tapping into the source, which is Jesus, 
and to tap into it daily. But then also, we need to allow and surrender to the river of the Spirit to flow in all the parts of our lives. It's something that shouldn't be seen as, okay, it's just like a finished product. No, this is newness that God brings into our lives and it's continuous. It's always growing. Look at the sharp contrast between Juan's past where he was using drugs. The drugs had only one experience, but it never brought life. It never brought healing. It was like a band-aid. But as he's flowing in the river of his relationship with Jesus today, he's discovering that it is a lifelong journey of growth that just keeps going and going. And there's new levels of depth every time he comes to Jesus. What about you? Where are you at with this? How are you overcoming things in your life? I sense there's someone right now, you've been trying all these things and nothing is getting you over your past and you're ready to try Jesus. Lord Jesus, we come to you and we ask, Lord God, for that newness, that real newness to come into our lives so that we can partner with you, so that we can allow you to flow real life into our past, a past that's been full of death, full of tragedy. Lord Jesus, we welcome you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.